Hey everybody, welcome to the 20th? No, 9th, sorry. <laughs> I was thinking Alf. The 9th episode <laughs> of the Star Trek Trek Trudge podcast starring Byron Hussey, which is me, and with some other people, a lot of people today, a lot of Australians in particular, um, we have James Chiefs. G'day. And Gumba Master. Live long and record. I didn't understand that. Um, <laughs> then we have um, Bucky Sito. Yes, that's Bucky Sito. That's correct. Just to see, but did I say Sito? I thought you did. It might have just been a blip in the recording. It's probably a, um, an, an artifact of the... Um, our internet connections. Yeah. But rest assured that won't a, show up a on the uh, I mean you'll you'll sound like this on on the recording but I won't. I'll sound smooth and crystal clear. So I'll just sound like a big old fool. You sound like a like a remix. <laughs> um and we also have Caitlin. Represent. Just Caitlin. Sort of like Madonna. Yep. Or Prince. But still, yeah. still alive. <laughs> so um, this is this is the um, this is the ninth episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. It's called The Battle, and it pre- premiered on the sixteenth of November, nineteen eighty-seven. Um, the eighth episode, if you count the first episode as one, which I do, and Netflix does. I'm confused. Did I call? It's another, it's another Ferengi episode, isn't it? Ferengi. Mm-hmm. Ferengi. I notice our favorite space yeah. friends. Speaking of Pokemon, which is really in the news a lot lately, <laughs> <laughs> um, I noticed the Ferengi vessel actually looks a little bit like the Kabuto Pokemon. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking it looked just like the um. The ship in Prometheus. Uh, I don't remember. If, if anyone seen like. Prometheus, just the, space the, croissant. the space yeah, croissant. The space croissant. The croissant. Yeah, that thought it occurred to Yeah, but well, I'm that, seeing the yeah, the cross. Well, didn't they have that like cross promotion with Aubon Pain? <laughs> Not, nothing, nothing from that. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was going to be. That was the be... purpose of the film. I think that was how I got the funding. <laughs> I thought that was going to kill <laughs> that joke, and it just like, wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't. Well, it. We don't have that chain in Australia, so they oh. don't know what you're yeah, talking about. Yeah, I didn't about. get it. And, <laughs> yeah, I didn't and, get it um, I, They probably don't have it in Switzerland either. Are you kidding? They probably have them on every corner in Switzerland. Well, well it's an American chain. Oh. The American audience name. at home is losing it. Is it some kind of croissant it's restaurant? Like a, yeah, it's like yes, a chain. Yes, it's a, like a bakery. French bakery. Oh. Okay. Let's just let's so just it's like Brumbies. You know what? <laughs> let's let's More put like it Brumbies, behind us. Exactly. Let's put it behind us. Okay, so um, <laughs> so this is a uh, Ferengi episode. So this is uh, if we if we recall, uh, I think we talked about this um, in an earlier episode of this podcast. But the Ferengi were sort of mm-hmm. intended initially to be the primary antagonist species in Star Trek the, the Next Generation uh, when they when they started the first season. 
There are dogs? <laughs> we have another guest. All right. Can Who's you hear dog? a dog? Yeah. Gosh. Which, what's it's the my dog? dog? What's the dog's name? His name is Wally. Wally, that's cute. He's bad. He makes, it, he makes a good point, too. <laughs> he does, yeah. Well, yeah. he knows a lot about he, Star Trek. He likes... He like he supports the dropping of the Ferengi as the main villain. <laughs> the dro- dropping. I thought that. Are they like, not? Uh, are, are they? Are, I haven't are seen they the main one. villain. Caitlin. Oh, absolutely not. They're the main. They're not the main villain. That's yeah, what no. I said. He supports the dropping of yeah. the Ferengi as the main villain. Yeah. So the Ferengi <laughs> were intended to be the the primary antagonists, and they were they were dropped because. People thought they were really silly um, and couldn't take them seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, you know, it's well, funny, though. Fair, I think they're a little less silly in this one than in the other one. Yeah. Still silly, but not Still quite as pretty I, silly. Yeah, I concur. They were unintentionally silly. Yeah. So the the premise uh, of, yeah. uh, of the battle is that, they, um, that Picard gets a headache. Did everybody watch it, by a the way? Headache? What's that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yes. So, uh, I think Dr. Crusher went out of her way to mention that having a simple headache was very unusual. Right. Yeah, she mentioned <laughs> it. Uh, in the 20, 23rd uh, century. So, it's still it the 23rd, like right? A... Yep. Yeah, it seemed like there was a bit of a disconnect between what um, Beverly knew and what um, Dr. Dr. Picard? That's Dr. Picard. Picard. Yeah. What Captain Dr. Robert Picard. Picardo. That's Captain yeah. Dr. Picard to you. <laughs> oh. But you, you see what I mean? Like, they they knew different amounts of information about the basic world that they live in. Right. And he, like... <laughs> um, she's got, like, a full head of hair, but his head's exposed. So, you know, any sort of radiation can get in there and cause him a headache. Uh, true. Fair. So, um, apparently, I mean, so this is like yeah, my, uh, my apparent... fr- <laughs> <laughs> So our head, so I, okay. We try to reset my, 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 you got a headache fire. Go I, I do now. I do. So, Go <laughs> so headaches have the, have I we been it. inoculated to headaches in the future? I can, I could see, um, uh-huh. I could see having a she quick cure. Something about to the brain headache. mapping or like. Yeah, you, it's not something that you can really prevent, is it? Because they just happen. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, uh, if you're dehydrated or whatever, then it's going to happen to you. Yeah. So they map the brain. Shut up, guys. And that. Don't question Mystery Wonder of Star Trek. It prevents headaches <laughs> in the future if you map your brain now. Uh, Gumba, were you gonna? Did you have a point? Do you want to contribute? Well, something? my point was that apparently, apparently they they actually did find the cure for the for a headache. What is it? Now, I mean, I mean, uh, it's just. Uh... I'm waiting. Come on, come on. Spit <laughs> and it out I love my steam. Spit it I out. <laughs> oh. Okay. What? Okay. The, the moment's passed. Well. <laughs> Really... You were trying to step on my moment, bro. You were trying to step on my moment. You were trying to steal my moment. Okay, so um, what was next? <laughs> it was going really well. 
Well, uh, they go on about headaches for a long time. So. So wait, they do actually, yeah. So the Picard gets a headache. It's the headache episode. Picard gets a headache. That's the mystery, though. Why would he get a headache? Why would he get a headache in the future? <laughs> Is it something to do with the Ferengi? Who knows? <laughs> so, um, what are they doing? Isn't it like shown pretty pretty early in the episode that uh, that uh, what was his name? A uh, Bok was yeah. actually yeah, behind that he, it. That he has a machine, and and that yeah, was earlier. With, with some sort of medicine ball. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time that I watched this episode, like, the, the mystery kind of going on for a while, but now it just kind of seems so obvious that, well, you know, the the daemon's doing it. Well, to be fair, it is mysterious yeah, maybe... what he's doing. We don't, we, I mean, he's doing something. Yeah. We just don't know what yeah. until the end. Yeah, it's the that first time I've seen was. this episode, and I was really confused until about three quarters of the way, and then it kind of all made sense. There you go, then. So the way... Yeah, I guess we can see from the lay view. From that the... um that it is actually an unfolding mystery from the lay viewer because oh, Bucky viewer, here yeah. is not a huge <laughs> Trek fan. I love Star Trek, Caitlin. I just don't love it as much as you. <laughs> <laughs> so the um. But you you hadn't seen any of the series before, have you? No, I'm not a big. I haven't watched a lot of Next Gen. I like um Voyager. Do you yeah, like... but yeah, I, I think like going back to these early episodes, it's a very different. <laughs> Byron, what were you about to ask just now? Was uh, it about what was it about like a specific beloved character, perhaps? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask if she likes uh, if she likes Tuvix, like how she feels about Tuvix. I think he's hot. Hot. Uh, yeah. That's a new one. Well, he's hot. He's hotter than Neelix. Hot ass. <laughs> I mean, it's a oh, net yeah, improvement guess, got from someone. Neelix. I don't know if he's hotter than Tuvok, though. So you've got, like... Yeah, Tuvok is probably the hottest than, than Tuvix and then Neelix. He's, he's, he's a midpoint in the gradation between... Like a hotness, Venn diagram. Yeah, between Tuvix and <laughs> ne- Tuvok and Neelix. Um, Gumbo, would you... Uh, do you think that Tuvix is hot? Yeah. Okay. So the I Ferengi, mean, in addition, not my type, but you know. Well, what is your type? Is this too personal? Not telling. Okay. Is it Ferengi? It's Ferengi. It's a tacit yes. So um, <laughs> the most barbaric thing about the Ferengi initially is that they keep uh, Picard waiting for three three days at the beginning of the episode. Do we ever get an explanation for why they were so uh, tardy? I don't well, think oh, we yeah. do. From the plot. Well, yeah. well, it's from the plot that we find out why they kept him waiting. <laughs> so it took him Because the Stargazer, days. they were waiting for the Stargazer to come. Oh, I see. It took them, yeah, three days. <laughs> so it took three days for the Stargazer to maybe... get there. Yeah, because yeah, it's an old ship and it was just limping. Couldn't they have made contact and said, um, we've got a surprise for you. In three days. Too expensive. <laughs> too too um, expensive to make contact? I guess. They were just like standing Yeah, by. the long distance rates. The Maybe long they... distance rates they, uh, they charge is, is just too too much. That's probably true. Right, and see. the Ferengis are all about, all about, all, about profits. Yes. Yeah. All about profit. 
I, you know, um, the the Stargazer, right? It's meant to be like real slow, right? But then at the end of the episode, um, when they're sort of like when Picard's having his big hallucination, he's about to perform the Picard maneuver, right? Maneuver, yeah. Yeah, what? Mm. Isn't that very fast? Actually, yeah, it's war. He's a, it's it war. It's the, ship is, the ship is is fast, but it, it's not flying yeah. under its own power. It's being dragged. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did kind of get that drift. Most of the time. And then, and then, uh, like the crew on the Enterprise are quite concerned about this uh, incoming Picard maneuver, which is like considered unbeatable. Mm-hmm. Which is total bullshit. Because oh, the ship <laughs> appears to be in two places at once. Just shoot the place where you know that it is, based on your knowledge of the Picard maneuver. Yeah. That's true. Which is what they did in the end. So. Besides, shot it with the tractor beam. Um, so. well, the, besides, well, there is no defense. Was this so. mentioned in the, up in the episode that uh, the, the, that maneuver only really worked because uh, the Ferengi ship at that time didn't have faster uh, than light sensors or something? Right. That's huh. inconsistent. It's sort of like um, mm-hmm. something about uh, something something out of the Fast and the Furious movies, right? Like. Sure. Like this, like like he's, I guess dr- I, he's like drifting, I never those. like like Picard maneuver uh-huh. drift, Tokyo drift. <laughs> Not getting a lot of traction. It's on this, exactly the same. This observation. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think there should be some fan articles. My vision here is that it took three days for um, this uh, Klingon. What's his name? Bach. I mean, uh, Ferengi. Yep, to, that's the Klingon's name. To finalize his um his his I plan. mean, yeah. Like like we're talking about like <laughs> I'm talking about like the setup time that like Kevin McAllister needed in in Home Alone to set up the traps <laughs> for the Doesn't uh, he do it all bandits. in the night? Yeah, but that was unrealistic. This is this is more like grounded in reality, this writing. <laughs> oh, I see. Right. Like, okay. And then Picard <laughs> will transport himself to the ship. And then, and then I will bring the ball there, and then I will, he will do the Picard maneuver on his own ship. Can you imagine coming up with this plan? It's absurd. It's an absurd plan. It's it's a pretty pretty big deal, ain't it? So um, that was a, that was a good impression of um of uh, uh, Frank Corsentino. <laughs> do you think it's memory um, Alfred the guy? Do you think I'm the first person to ever imitate Bach on a podcast, or ever? Well, no, because um, doesn't he? Uh, oh, he's not—he's not in Deep Space Nine. No, he comes back for an episode in season seven. Because really? I thought like he seemed familiar. Because like I know they—I know most of the early Ferengi came back later. Yeah, well, he's in the episode where I think they were where... played by the same actors. Oh, that's true. They are not played yeah. by the same actors. But this, by the this way, guy is, are you, is not a... So what you are implying, what is, what is implied here uh, by the series by using the same actors for, for uh, different aliens in the same uh, species is that all aliens look alike to them. Right. But that's, uh, racist. They, that they, to be fair, they do. And all... Um, all I mean, <laughs> all non-white races look alike. Because they're from me. the same geostructure. But guys, I don't. Really? I, this, how does <laughs> how does any of this rule out? I don't. What I don't understand is why, how does this rule out this being the first Bach imitation? This is where you were going with this, James, and I. I still feel like it was <laughs> oh, the that, first yeah. one oh, ever. Yeah, it, um, it sounds, 
because uh, I started before I, I I thought that you were the first one to do it. The guy who played Rom. Right. No. And okay. Oh no! I don't. How many Rom imitations do you think there have been? Many. <laughs> well, I mean, Deep Space Nine ran for a for quite a while. I'm sure there were a few. Okay. I've probably done. Maybe a not imitation. in the podcast space. Yeah, you. <laughs> Katie would have done one in her time. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'll drop. She it. could do one now. Probably. I'm pretty uh, sure. Can it would... I do one now? Yes, do it. <laughs> Please. Oh uh, look, uh, I can't remember anything he's ever said. It's something about like uh, uh, platinum. I need to do some research. What uh, Ferengi uh, say? Uh, oh, I am a Ferengi and, and I and I collect latinum. It's flawless. Did we just have a guest appearance Not from cool. the actor who Let, plays Rom? Let's be uh, uh, sorry, but let's be accurate. It's gold pressed latinum. A gold pressed oh, latinum. That's right. I never understood what what does that mean? Gold yeah. pressed? Do they press gold into the latinum or? Well, it was a it was a joke. Oh. It was a joke because uh, the joke was that it um, gold is worthless to them because <laughs> you know gold is quite worthless in an astronomical sense. So they use it to encase the actual valuable substance, which is the latinum. Well, um, it wasn't a joke because if something is a joke, it means it's funny. Uh-huh. Well, I thought it was gotcha. funny. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Yeah. Wouldn't uh, isn't gold still relatively scarce in the uh, in the universe though, James? Like, isn't isn't? No, uh, not at all. Isn't it like? Uh, <laughs> the stars full of it. Full of gold. I mean, I know it's made in stars, but I think it's still relatively, rel- relatively scarce, in ter- like compared to carbon. I mean, I guess. It's, yeah, there's like a low percentage of it compared to your hydrogens and your heliums around the place. But like, it's not, it wouldn't be a precious substance because you could get as much as, of it as you need. Right. But is anything really relatively Couldn't you replicate If you had gold, interstellar travel. Or could you replicate latinum? Well, see, I, my impression with the replicators is that they work like on a molecular level, not on a subatomic level, but... I don't know. It seems to not really be specified. Okay. I um I always thought the replicators worked uh, worked uh, uh, on a per episode base, whatever is needed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's 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 correct. That's accurate. Um, so Un- unless so, no, it's no, some mo- uh, some no, contrived I'm reason. I'm ending your thought. To, uh... It's over. Move, moving us on. So <laughs> <laughs> so Picard goes to sick bay. And um, and uh, the uh, doctor treats his headache, right? Is that what happens next? Mm-hmm. Is that, so we we get the uh, yeah she yeah sure. I feel like he's in and out of sick bay the whole episode. Like he's like back and forth. Like all right, still looking at this headache. Mm. All right, we're back on the bridge. All right, back. And to yet sick she bay. doesn't relieve him of command. Is she the not storytelling a very... has a bit of a beat to it. Is it possible that she's not a very good doctor? <laughs> <laughs> hey, maybe. It's always the case that, oh, I can't find anything physically wrong with him. He seems to be completely physically healthy. <laughs> so, um, it's the case whenever they have some weird medical problem. And they can't. she can't cure his headache. She can cloak it, right? Um but what is it about mm-hmm. the future that has prevented headaches, but they can't cure them? 
right? Yeah, the map <laughs> brain. Yeah. Is this like a um? Well, it's genetic engineering thing. Is it implied that they've oh, oh gee they've like bred it out of people? Mm. Like well, bats? no, canonically, canonically, the genetic engineering uh was outlawed. Hmm. Which, if you see Deep Space Nine, you you get a bit of that, and if you watch the episode of the original series that had on in it, you you get a little bit more of that. That's because that those are all about uh, genetic engineering. That rings a vague bell. So, uh, <laughs> so Go maybe on. they just invented uh, super super aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That sounds like something that would uh, cure a headache. Um, and they don't seem to cap- be capable of curing the headache. So Wesley... Well, it's because it's being caused by an exotic source. It's being yeah. caused by that odd radiation coming from the Ferengi ship. Do you think that would be even more of a red flag that there was something seriously wrong? Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess they did treat it fairly seriously, but they're like, oh, you know what? Captain, just keep doing your business. You'll yeah. be right. Um, so... It was, uh, you could say it, it was script-induced idiosity. 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 Yeah. idiosity. Starring Denzel it's a, Washington. It's a city where the idiots live. <laughs> Russell Crowe. Um, so Wesley, Wesley Crusher really... Oh, moved, I'd see a movie with those two. Come on. Real, real, well, they did a movie together, Russell Crowe, and it's, it's called um, Virtuosity. Oh, that was the reference. Yeah, that was the reference. I, I missed it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's been such a good podcast so far. Okay, but you'll cut this part up. No. It's gold. For my sake. It's gold. This is the part of the podcast where right. James makes a fool of himself. Ah. <laughs> oh, God. Everyone's going to dump on James. You're going to be so embarrassed at school on Monday. Um, <laughs> so guys, I've been trying to get eke out, get to this part where Wesley Crusher sort of moves the story along. Um, yeah, I'm I'm reading the section of the Memory Alpha article where they talk about this now, and okay. I gotta say I didn't get the same impression as Will Wheaton, but all right. Well, what did Will Wheaton say about so, it? Uh, so when he uh, reviewed them, you know, in in the, you know. 2000s, whenever, mm-hmm. um, he said that this was the moment when uh, Wesley went from a, an annoying character to a, a hated character. <laughs> Which i got to say, like, doesn't make any sense to me at all because he does much more annoying things in the earlier episodes and in this one, he's not really all that obtrusive. Like, his objection I... is that he figures things out while the senior staff don't really seem to have a clue. Yeah. I think maybe I... the fact the only time he was on screen was to like correct the adults and and sort of like show everyone how smart he was. I think maybe that's the reason why. Yeah. It was yeah. so awful. It was a pain in the ass. He's like, oh, adults. Oh, adults. <laughs> <laughs> but my impression is Personally, that he's, he's never got... really just acting like any other member of the crew. Like any like Deanna would come up with something and go, oh, Captain, I've noticed this bullshit, or you know, um, uh. What's the dead security officer's name? Tasha would, you know, come up with something. Oh, Captain, what about this? She'd do it less uh, condescendingly. 
Yeah, and also she's not a. They're, they're like they've all been like through you know university and stuff, and he's just a punk kid, you know. And like he's just he's just smart because <laughs> the, the writers made him smart, you know. Uh, Caitlin, what do you think of Wesley? Well, Crusher? He, it's. <clears throat> what do I think of Wesley Crusher? Yeah. Um, I'm actually uh, fairly like uh, I'm okay with Wesley. Okay. I'm a bit of a Wesley fan. Like later in the season when he comes back a little bit, I, I quite like those episodes. I don't hugely have a problem with him. Like I can ignore these little transgressions in these early episodes where he's like saving the ship and whatever. Yeah. I do. I do agree with Will Wheaton's um, view that this is sort of like, this is, I wouldn't say, I, I don't know if I'd say this is the moment that he became a hated character, but it, it is um, no. No. an example of why people hate him. And, and I think it's a good example because yeah, he doesn't do anything else in the entire episode. He's, he's pretty much just a deus ex machina. It's a little Almost. bit like uh, like Penny Penny from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Is anybody getting that reference? <laughs> just barely, just barely. Um, was she a kid sidekick? She was his like she was daughter, his niece, niece, yeah, niece. And uh, niece. she she was the ac- actually the one that uh, solved all of the uh, the capers with her computer book. And, well, uh, Inspector Gadget. Barely survived every single uh, bumbled around. And their dog. <laughs> and his gadgets were pretty much just she, like she talks, uh... completely useless. Sorry, Gumba, go ahead. Did he have a dog? He did Penny have had yeah, a dog. Yeah, they had a dog. It was no. Brain. Yeah. He was called Brain in the English version. Yeah, what, is, what was he called in the in What the was German? he called he in called the Swiss, Swiss version? version. Uh, same, uh, I think the same as he was called in the um, uh, French one. Okay. Which is which was one? called the French one. Um, yeah, I'm trying to remember the right <laughs> pronunciation. Uh, um, Fino. Okay, that's Fino. And I, Fino, and I don't know what it's what that means. Okay, it means anything aside from being a name for a dog. It means good dog. A name for a dog. Fido, like Fido. No, no, uh, Fino. Like Pino. Like F-I-N-O? Like Pino Grigio. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like the clay? Yeah, that's what I was thinking, the clay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about the clay. Um, Bucky, what do you think yeah, of a Wesley a Crusher? What do I think of Wesley? Yeah. Um, I like his sweater. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, um, I, according I to Memory Alpha, that's actually a Starfleet uniform, which I I can't believe. I had no idea either. But anyway, continue, Buck. Oh, uh, I I mean, I haven't had that much contact with Wesley because, as I said, I haven't watched a whole lot of it. But whenever I see him, um, I I really do understand like why people hate him, and he really is like the very definition of scrappy do, mm-hmm. and <laughs> he's just infuriating. Like in this episode. I I thought that was um, just hilarious how uh, he just kind of saved the day. <laughs> yeah, I I guess I like the comedic value that he brings. Is it is it implied <laughs> yeah, that um, that like he so they we never got that exchange where he's gonna talk to Data later about how he amplified the uh, the signals. Um, was it implied that like? he would be smarter than Data in this case. 
Isn't that kind of like completely well, absurd? You know, data's got the processing power, but it doesn't necessarily have the ingenuity. That's true. That sounds like something. James, stop standing up for Wesley. <laughs> I love Wesley, Orion. <laughs> that's sort of like that's sort of like saying, um, like he's got the, you know, book, Data's got the book smarts, but Wesley's got the space smarts. <laughs> he's got the street smarts. Street space. <laughs> yes, he, like, he, he grew, he grew up on the he, he, he grew up on the mean streets of the Enterprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so Wesley detects a um, presumably detects there's going to be like an intruder alert, which nobody seems to care about. Like on the, maybe I misunderstood that. Was that intruder alert supposed to be like yeah. about the ship out either. in space, or was it going to be? Is it was it an intruder on the ship? Yeah, I I would have thought that an intruder alert means there's someone on the ship, but that's, that's obviously not what he was talking about. So I, I guess I just I'm at a loss. Unless maybe um, Caitlin, you maybe you maybe you got this because you're a a, a bigger Star Trek fan than um, than James. Uh, no, I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you can't intrude on space anyway because that's space. Yeah, man. Nobody, <laughs> really? nobody owns <laughs> space, yeah. guys. That's maybe the one thing you can't reasonably intrude. If you weren't there, then you weren't there. Well, maybe you can um, intrude. Okay, on Memory the... Alpha has an article called "Intruder Alert." Okay. Okay. And it. It says that uh, it could be declared at any time by computer or any crew member, crew member upon detecting an intruder on board. Right. Yeah. See, so I kind of thought what's the that deal, Wesley? he was it was the it was detecting the signal that was going into Picard's brain, and if they had just looked into it a little bit, it wasn't very clear. They could have prevented the whole episode, which would have been great. <laughs> so, um, so Wesley detects the. Um, we wouldn't have had. To, we wouldn't have had all that fun plot to go through. There's a uh, a constellation class star starship slowly coming into view, mm-hmm. um, and it turns out to be the USS Stargazer, which um, now Picard uh, was he captain of this ship or was he like it was 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 that ever specified? Yeah. So he, was this his first command? Uh, yeah, he was captain. Uh, I couldn't. Yeah, I think he was captain, but it seemed like he was helmsman as well at some points. They never stated it. It seems implicit that he was captain. But this this is the ship that um, he and he and the uh, the judge advocate general talked about in. Uh, oh, probably haven't. Yeah, we probably haven't seen Measure of a Man yet. Yeah, but um, Le Bois, they they talk about the Stargazer. Okay. So it was his command, I think. Was it his first command? Just um, in... Probably. In the flashback sequences, he is sort of like taking the captain's seat. Yeah. Is it possible that he was... I don't know um, if it was his first. Just sort of like really presumptuous? <laughs> uh, kind of pushy? Yeah. <laughs> That's how you, that's, I mean. That's how you get ahead in like life. You just get you be you're just really pushy, you know. You know, yeah, nobody. As, as we learn from that that six or whatever episode where he uh, has I a mean... Christmas Carol plot. 
I don't know what, what the fuck oh, you're yeah. talking about. It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. Starring he takes a Wonderful back Life is a remake of, of A Christmas Carol. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? When you really think about it, it is, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) What about... Yeah, but um, Q goes and takes him back into his life and shows what would happen if um, he didn't exist or something along those lines. Well, it's if if he, uh, like, fucks up in his youth and as a result is, like... uh, Yeah. Like, his his ass is busted down to private for the rest of his life. That's right. It's sort of like sliding doors. Um, it's exactly private. Like that's that's uh, in the military. Um, Gumbo, how Can do you feel is, about uh, Gwyneth Paltrow be as an actress an and a person, a philanthropist? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Who? Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. I didn't. No, I didn't catch the name. Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. What she got to do with it? I just want to know how you feel she about. She she was in Sliding Doors. In Iron Man 3. <laughs> okay, let's move on yep, from this. she wasn't that one. Um, so Kazago and Rata are, uh, <laughs> are, the, um, are, the, are the first and second in command to Bach. How would you guys feel about these, these characters? Um... The the Ferengi kind of have an odd uh, chain of command structure, don't they? I guess it's not because they're like a quasi-military organization, but it doesn't seem to be quite as regimented as Starfleet. Because mm-hmm. like like the the subordinates, they're all basically acting uh, well insubordinate, right? Uh, like whenever we see them, like you know, they're, they're kind of, that that's not profitable. <laughs> you know, they say that a lot and. Do you think that's um, the Do you think that's just bad writing? Yes. <laughs> um, oh. Well, I think it, they probably meant to portray that. That's how the Ferengi were. Yeah. Like you wouldn't, if it was a Klingon episode, you wouldn't have got that. So are the Ferengi? I mean, I, I guess that's true. Are the Ferengi sort of caricatures of? Um, I I don't want to. This is probably Jews? too. too I was going to say Muslims. <laughs> Because, and I, oh, really? I don't want to get in trouble really? too much. I'm trying. I'm just trying to poke holes in the um, prejudices of others. But I mean, I, 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 it comes back to for me the, uh, the, 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 the clothed females thing. Like, it seems like this very kind of winking inversion of the, you know, it, it's, it's sort of like Islam, but, in, but you have to. It's completely the reverse. Like it's perverse for a woman to not be, to to, to be covered up, right? I think you probably have to stretch pretty far to make that. <laughs> Although I don't know, it was kind. Of, there was like a kind of very anti-Iran thing in the eighties, wasn't there? Because of the Ayatollah. Yes, there was a lot. There was a lot of really anti. I mean, that's you know, there, it's there was a lot of anti-Islam uh, sentiment going back. Uh, you know, pretty pretty much forever in the United States. But all I'm saying is like the sort of the stereotype of like the Middle East is like like the like the the traitors, right? My my way out too far out on a limb here. Mm, okay. 
And then the well, and, I mean, it's I, feeling like you're asking me. <laughs> yes. I always thought they were like uh, more like uh, uh, caricatures of uh, capitalism. Right. Well, that's true. Ca- oh, the... In general, like. Um, yeah, that's very true. I'm just trying to map Aren't that. Aren't we all just characters? I, I, point, I, I, never, I never even, I never got really uh, any of of uh, what you just said. Well, maybe I, maybe the true uh, racism is within me. Maybe you're just weird. <laughs> it's possible. Um, in the that... previous episode and in subsequent episodes, the 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 funny suits that they wear with the rings on the front. Mm-hmm. When I first saw those, I thought, oh, that's like that's clearly like a take on the business suit. Right. It's like a space business suit. Yeah. So, yeah, it's certainly a capitalism thing. Yeah, I mean, I thought that was sort of it. I think that, explicit. like, conversely to... Sorry, go ahead. Yes, it is explicit. Sorry, okay. Conversely to claiming that you that they're sort of like caricatures of Islam, mm-hmm. I think that you could also make a fairly strong position that they're caricatures of Jewish people. Uh, yeah, anything that's I, true I believe too. this was discussed in the in the previous podcast episode. Already, okay. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> then, so so in the first episode they were like caricatures of Jews, and then in this newest one they were caricatures of Islam. So we're we're you know crossing the crossing all the bases off. I guess I just I think that like like I mean their their skin tone is a little bit darker, and um, I mean they look ethnic without having a specific ethnicity that they're. Um, maybe it's just that they're borrowing different sort of cultural tropes and amalgamating them into one sort of villainous character but i i always i always took their sort of uh, subordination of of women as as sort of a sort of a a wink at um or 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 an anti anti anti-muslim position but that maybe that was just me is that possible that i'm the only one i think um I hadn't thought about it before, but it's possible. <laughs> no, I feel like you're pulling this out of nowhere. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me just mean, move on. I mean, the thing is, uh, I mean, uh, the business world has always been a very uh, hostile environment to uh, women. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and like, women uh, are used to sell things and stuff like that, and objectified yeah i don't know yeah although i think maybe we we do give too much credit to the writers here probably (laughs) i mean i'm just i'm just trying to get in the head of like like somebody in the 80s i like there's still a lot of like racial caricature and stereotype implicit to everything in this even even though it's trying to be progressive i'm just and by the way, are they, are they not mm. fairly um, insensitive to Ferengi culture? Like, re the Prime Directive to be like, oh, oh there's, absolutely. there's sure, no yeah. profit in it, you filthy, money-grubbing animals. <laughs> right? I mean, like, is that okay? <laughs> All right, maybe we should just Well, I mean, they, they come off kind of uh, looking semi... <laughs> whatever you like they, they they look like semi um you know by uh, by this point sympathetic. we we need we need to cut out most of the podcast yeah we, uh, it's i feel like i'm just treading on very dangerous territory here and i i'm not i'm not personally meaning to be offensive in any way i'm just trying to get trying to trying to kind of unpack some of the uh some of the it just happens some of the underlying you know uh, uh meaning or or lack thereof of the episode so we get the Ferengis on the ship. You mean uh, you, 
you don't try to be offensive it just happens that's true that's true you know it's it's i'm like uh so edgy you know <laughs> did you, what did you call me edge lord edge lord yes go ahead edge lord byron well we're on the top of the topic of the ferengi you know what I thought was a nice uh, touch to the episode was the details on the Ferengi ship that we see on the inside of the Ferengi ship. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the... Great attention. <laughs> Give that man an Emmy for production design. <laughs> yeah, if, if no one knows what I'm talking about, it's a uh, white screen. Yeah, that was that was consistent though with the. I think that's what it looked like in the in the first um, in the first episode too, right? Or the I first the first Ferengi. Ships. Yeah. I, and it's it's interesting because it was even like it was even like that on like the first officer's like private communication channel. <laughs> maybe maybe is it possible the Ferengis are just like really privacy focused and they like they blur out the, the appearance of their room behind them? Yeah, like, they, with technology, they might have like chroma key software. Yeah. <sighs> So they probably they probably just have porn all over the walls, you know. Yeah. Golly. I mean, what I like, like Ferengi <laughs> um, women are n- naked by default. So, like, what is what does Ferengi yeah, yes. porn I'll look like? Naked by they default. have. Uh, they have. Uh, <laughs> they're all clothes. They have cut out. They have cut out pages of fashion catalogs. You know, <laughs> body suits and. Is, yeah, this is the joke I was coats. trying to come around to. They all wear clothes in the, in the porno, <laughs> the Ferengi porn. <laughs> Yeah, but that's true. Uh, I'm that's not sure insane. if it was. I'm not sure if it was. I think it was Caitlin said that we are all naked by default. That's that's also technically true. Actually, that's mm. unless you count the layer of mucus on your body when you're born as clothes, which I don't. <laughs> Sorry, this got gross. Well, we're also born Golly. with like a, a thick layer of hair. That's we're true. We're not born with it, but just before we. <laughs> We leave the womb. Do we shed it before we come out? It's also a layer of mucus. We, we do shed it in the womb unless you're a preemie baby. Then, you, like, sometimes preemie babies are all hairy. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. That's, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, gross. Yeah, it's very weird. Everyone now just Google hairy baby. <laughs> hairy baby. Yep, quick, everyone. That's a new, uh, <laughs> it's a new album by um, Christina Aguilera. Just sounds like a pop. <laughs> nice pop album maybe hairy baby so um yeah we're really moving like molasses through this uh this episode or some like ferengi equivalent of molasses like uh space molasses um but really not not much happens right i mean i feel like there's not much we're able to get to because like it's like we go back and forth with the car's headache so the um, so Bach comes onto the ship and says, like very suspiciously, like I'm going to give you this ship because you massacred my people, <laughs> and, it, and nobody's all that suspicious of it. <laughs> they kind of are like he's, he's probably got something up his sleeve because he's a dirty Ferengi. But let's just go onto the ship. Fine, it's going to be safe, right? Uh, no. Did you guys? Do you guys think it was like a little bit suspicious that they would like just bring all this shit back from the ship without? even passively scanning it for like brain control devices. Yeah. You know, that is actually quite suspicious now that you, now that you mention it. Like there could have even <laughs> been like a bomb in it or something. Cause there's like, 
mischief afoot. But yeah. nobody thought to think like, what's, you know, yeah. everything's constantly I being mean, scanned. They do have weapon yeah. scanners. Mm. Wouldn't it be really easy to detect this thing? Yeah, it does seem like they could have found that. Yeah. Yeah, there's their security really dropped the ball there. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't yeah. smart. Yeah, fuck you, yeah, Gene Roddenberry. You blew the it. Ball again. Fuck you, Gene Roddenberry. Yeah, I rewatched um floating around in space. I rewatched Justice a couple of days ago, and Tasha really does drop the ball. She's an idiot. How does she drop the ball in that one? <laughs> well, um, she she forgets to to look at like their criminal justice system. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> she's like, oops. <laughs> Yeah, she's, I think she's they like, just, wait, what? I think they just don't mention then, that in any of the... Yeah, well, then again, the you know, uh, Bill, that is a bit, you know, uh, excusable because, you know, there are an, an, uh, a relatively unknown uh, species there, so they wouldn't have much much data to... Uh, I, I, just, I, I just don't buy it that their yeah. uh, advanced technological civilization would be unknown it's like there's so many ways you could get data on them like just even just passively like through the you know through any ship you get you could scan the records yeah like i mean any given ferengi ship is gonna have like advanced sophisticated records of like all of ferengi like educational material you could you could immediately get like their whole history i mean right i mean am i I out on a limb here wasn't the last episode first contact though I, it doesn't... Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so they never... I mean, they had, in fact, seen each other earlier because the Stargazer blew up one of their ships, but, like, they hadn't, like, talked to these people and knew who they were, so... Couldn't they just, like, um, like hack the Ferengi? Mm-hmm. Like hackers? <laughs> like, this was a shot... Hackers? This was yeah, in the 90s. Uh, you probably no, hack- the 80s. But, like, hacking was really big in the 90s, so... Yeah, in the 90s, yeah. Yeah. So they hadn't made it that far yet. All right. Um, so they bring the Ferengi in the ship. Um, uh, yada, yada, yada. Boo. Can somebody else uh, <laughs> tell me where we are in the episode? <laughs> um, well, I'm sorry. I was Googling hairy babies, so I'm not on the episode. <laughs> okay. It's going to be a controversial uh, search I think history. Just, uh, I think... Uh... Wolf just brought a very heavy chest onto the Enterprise. Yeah, without looking inside of it or... To look at himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though he he goes out of his way to say it was a very heavy chest. He does say, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it is, it is um, Captain Picard's personal belongings. Maybe they didn't want to look through that. Just, yeah. just assuming it had been uninterrupted over the years. They might be like, afraid of what they might find. Women in there. He's French. He's <laughs> Like, you jump at the the chance to look at Picard's personal belongings. Wolf is an honourable man, Bucky. It oh, make even like he has maybe to you would if you were like us or uh, or um, what's his face with the hollow addiction. Um... Oh, Barclay. Why can't I remember anyone's name? Barclay, yeah. Yeah. Like, he'd, he'd do that. Oh, yeah, Barkley would do that, but this is Worf. Yeah, Worf is very professional. Yeah, also, he's got, Barclay has, he's got hasn't, hasn't appeared yet. No. Barkley, you know, he hasn't. Do you know who has appeared, though? 
Bach. She's been in the holodeck all this time. And she wants to look at Picard's things. <laughs> so, um, where were we in the episode? Oh, the, yeah, that's right. So, the Ferengi's beam aboard. Um, wait, did we get past this part yet? <laughs> yeah. No? Yeah, but he beams on a few times, doesn't he? So, so oh, he doesn't? Okay. <laughs> Never mind. So, it turns out that the so Worf <laughs> brings the chest onto the ship without... And and then they're and so they don't want to snoop on Picard's um, girly mags. So, what something was that was, that was never made clear to me is is why why was the stargazer abandoned? Um, you know what? Actually, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty beat up. I think fire damage. You know, we but, can like they we went into fire it was damage. Okay, it was still fire. Yeah, it was pretty fine. Yes. Well, uh, There's still uh, air on it. They were having financial difficulties. They, they were surprised because they thought it was... Uh, they thought the Stargazer had been destroyed in the battle because of the damage it sustained. Right. So they were just like, fuck it. Let's just not bother verifying <laughs> that in any way. How much does it cost no, to build one of these, ship, these you ships? You know, like... I guess they do. They pretend they don't have money, but come on. There's no money in the future, Byron. They think there's there's money. There's yeah. some kind of money. It probably costs a trillion bucks. <laughs> yeah, there there absolutely has to be. Wasn't that in I've actually? Uh, a lot, I'm at that. I think um, they actually said in that movie Prometheus, they actually put the cost of the starship <laughs> in that at a trillion dollars. The cost of several croissants. Yeah, (laughs) and that was partly funded by the 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 promotional deal what they made with Aubonpain, which has Mm -hmm. roughly probably a trillion dollars in um, in revenue. So, are you suggesting that Aubonpain is secretly uh, like uh, Wayland Yutani? They're they're after an alien creature. They want to get an alien creature and weaponize it. Uh, yeah, presumably to make bread, pastries, yes. and stuff. I think it's a it's a front, you know, like for something. This is shocking. And like the Eiffel Tower is actually a rocket. <laughs> actually, I think scandalous. Didn't that happen in a movie recently that the Eiffel Tower turned out to be like a secret <laughs> rocket? I think it was that like future uh, world. Was it movie. Team America? No. It was horrible. I think it was. I think it was um, that Tomorrowland with George Clooney. Really? Yeah. Gee. Okay. Nobody saw this. Um. Let me. Uh, can I? Oh, I've been meaning to watch something it. here. Um. Yep. Usually, I feel bad because I am the one derailing the discussion. Yeah. Now this is a tough episode. It's a tough episode. <laughs> but now I'm, it's George Clooney. I, I'm having a little bit of problem with my attention deficit disorder. I have to admit. Um, James, why don't you take over? Yeah. Well, not a, not a whole lot happens. Okay. Oh, okay. You got it. Yeah, you're the host um, now. Uh, so, a... so uh, I will just everyone is slowly to, interrupt uh, what to me talk. you are saying. Several <laughs> seconds yeah, after you begin. Okay, your thoughts over now. Sorry, go ahead. More. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, Gumba, I didn't um, I wasn't mean to, to poke and... James, Gee, I, I come on. Like See, it's hard. Probably some headaches. 
Yeah, this is okay. What about um? What do you think a Ferengi's it's penis funny. looks um, like? You know what's you know what's interesting? I've got a thought. Um, well, it probably has very big lobes. Right. <laughs> oh, the um, penis. Yeah, thank you. Um, so we 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 see this the 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 stargazer on this thing. Um, Doctor Crush's husband served on that ship. Oh. So why isn't she like all that emotional about seeing this ship that her husband? I don't know. Maybe he didn't die on it, but like. Oh. Yeah, I'm you... sure it was the stargazer that he served on. Yeah, because I was just on the article. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That. Yeah. Actually. That must have not have been um, written yet. My no? guess is the script writers forgot about it. Perhaps not. Yeah. Did they just? I mean, had it not? Had was that revealed later? Maybe. You know, you'd think that if the script writers were going to be super consistent with the detail that, like, like Ferengi women don't wear clothes, and they're just completely consistent with that all throughout DS Nine, like, it's a big, it's a big thing to to sort of um, uh, to to get on board with, and then like this fairly like kind of innocuous detail they just sort of drop the ball on. <laughs> <laughs> but then, whenever you see Ferengi women. In Deep Space Nine, they're almost always wearing clothes. That's because the Ferengi yeah, but went that's through. Always plot reason. It's a cultural revolution that happened within like oh, ten years. Cal- yeah, it's a cultural revolution that conveniently <laughs> happened so that we could show them on camera. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, there is one part where um where uh yeah everyone's mom gets talking naked. To Rom. Yeah. 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 I, I specifically remember that actually. That was sort of uh. Not awkward at all. No. Yeah. So I thought uh, that stuff was great, personally. So it turns out that there was a so Captain Picard was the hero of the battle of was it Maxim? Maxipad. Max Max <laughs> Maxim magazine. Was it Maxi um, Maxima? Maxima, yeah. And um, so this turned out to be sort of an isolated incident where Picard uh, blew up a Ferengi vessel and killed a bunch of Ferengi children, presumably. Um, (laughs) Bloodlust. What color is Ferengi blood? Well, we Um, never find out, do we? They've got that weird tattoo on their head, which is blue, which maybe it's not a tattoo. Maybe it's like a bit of... um, our <laughs> Ferengi. Uh, it's it's platinum colored. Our Ferengi like those oh, mushrooms. Yeah. You guys know those mushrooms that like turn blue after you knock them over. No. No. <laughs> I guess you don't have those in Australia or Switzerland, presumably. No, we don't. Our um our Ferengi mushroom people like are they evolved from mushrooms? Yes. Yep. Okay. We got to the bottom um, of that one really easily. Do, do mushrooms have large lobes? Yeah. I mean, some do. Um, yeah, they do. Like the caps. Uh, Gumba just sent a okay. picture of a dog. <laughs> Only kind of hairy baby I need. I <laughs> agree. <laughs> so this is something that maybe... Uh, maybe Caitlin and Bucky, I'm not sure if you know about this, but Gumba actually um, likes to seduce other people's dogs with treats in his oh, pockets. Oh, no, I didn't know about that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. He carries treats with him, and he tries to... <laughs> 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 
I didn't mean like in a sexual <laughs> way. It's Very like, cheeky. You make you make me sound like some sort of sex pest. Well, it's not a sex pest <laughs> thing. It's, you're just trying to Which steal. Which I am, but not in this sense. You're just trying to rob affection. <laughs> you know. Do you guys think it's a little bit awkward, like interacting with a stranger's dog? Because like, the dog like wants to hang out with you. No, and be, I think it's weird. I don't like it. It's better to interact with the dog than to interact with the person. Well, that's the thing. I want to. Oh, inter- yeah. I want to interact with the like, dog. Whenever I see a person with a dog, I always smile at the dog and and say hello to the dog, but I rarely say hello to the person. <laughs> well, I feel this the same way, also. but I just feel that's it's awkward fine. between me and the person, and I just kind of want them to go away, you know. Yeah, I barely yeah. even noticed them. Like, can I have a yeah. moment alone with your dog, please? <laughs> <laughs> Bit of a third wheel. Yeah. It's not like that, it's... So what Gumba does is he carries no, treats around a, in his pocket. And he'll see a dog and and yes. take the treats out and um, sort of lure the dog away from its master. <laughs> That's still a thing. I don't lure them away. Lure them away. <laughs> I, I don't, no, if, the, if the dog looks at me and doesn't, you know, like... Uh, Barks or wants to bite me? No, I ask. I ask if you, if I can if I can give another treat. You know. Is that still a thing, by the way? Well, I remember it being a thing dog. when I was a kid that like dogs who could talk <laughs> would refer to their owners as master. Is that still a thing? <laughs> Not real dogs, but like in TV. Uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> I never could talk, Byron. <laughs> No, but like, You've drugged it. Like, <laughs> no, but like, yeah, but like, they gave a dog a voice, like on a TV show or in a cartoon or something. Uh, they would always refer to their, their mean, like Scooby Doo, their owner as like my ma- think, my master. I don't think Scooby Doo ever. Well, Scooby didn't think... have a master. Uh, weed was he his master. Wanted, basically, he was addicted to weed. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's move on with the episode. Sorry, guys. I'm really f- fucking this up. This is like, I'm the worst um, podcast host I have a, ever. I ever. I have a trivia tidbit. Go ahead. So, um, uh, the eagle-eyed viewer will note that uh, the USS Stargazer is referred to in the episode as a Constellation-class mm-hmm. um, starship, and... And uh, you you may, um, as I was when I was watching the episode, um, kind of do a double take in your head and go, wait, is that what the old Enterprise was? And uh, it turns out that this is um, not an accident. Originally, it was meant to be a Constitution-class vessel, oh. like the old Enterprise. Yep. And they filmed Geordie saying that, mm-hmm. but then they made the model and, oh, oh it's a different thing. It's, it's like not the same, so we've got to give it a new name. <laughs> What happened? So it just like got carried away. A, a name. Um, <laughs> just added one too many. Um, what are those no. things called? The uh, nacelles. They um they changed their mind. It sounded like they the way it the pie dish. The way you outlined it, it sounded like they just got they were making a model with the intention of it looking one way, mm. but at by when they got to the end, it looked totally different. Well, maybe there's there's certainly room for that interpretation in this article's text, I believe. Um, yeah, so they had to give it a name that could be overdubbed and look the same. So they decided on constellation. Yeah. So when Geordie says it, 
So I'm gonna it still just, works. I'm just gonna uh, jump 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 ahead a little bit and say jump a bit forward. I mean, nothing's happening. So. Yeah, yeah, no. I, <laughs> basically, the the way this episode plays itself out is that Picard has a headache. It turns out that it's being caused by uh, some some technological some 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 mind control orbs that are forbidden technology for the Ferengi. Uh, this guy Bach was his son was the captain of the um the ship that Picard blew the up ship. yeah with using the Picard maneuver so this guy has been plot, plotting a revenge for 9 years involving tracking down the ship then doing mind control technology on Picard to get him to blow up his own ship um mm-hmm. And that's pretty much it. Are right? you living the battle of? Uh... Yeah. Why are we living the battle again? Frank Corsentino yeah. played the Ferengi. Bach. He also played a Ferengi again in the episode Menage à Troy. And Voyagers Inside Man. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> was Menage a Troy? Um, mm-hmm. Was it like a sexy episode? It was um, a Loaxana episode. By the way, this might be oversharing, so please stop me if it is. But I, I, <laughs> I started watching um, Star Trek: The Next Generation well before puberty, right? So I had very, like, okay. very neutral feelings to all the the, the women. But when I watch it now, I'm actually I find myself very attracted to Counselor Troy. <laughs> is this too much? Is I think that too... was probably the intention. Oh, yeah, it was, but I didn't get it at I the mean... time. It's a weird feeling. Like um, in, it's like hindsight. Do you know the, the story about? Um, do you know the story about the 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 feature of Counselor Troy that was dropped prior to filming? No, is it a third boob? I know this one. <laughs> it was six boobs, I believe. Six boobs. <laughs> Or was it? Or was it only three? I think, really? Actually, I'm not sure if I know the number. I, I think it yep. was three. Three they, is what I knew. They you were gonna not... have more boobs than your average woman. Oh man. No. Um. Oh mama, that's three times as hot. meant to have more boobs than the average woman. Yeah. Well. What the hell? To be fair, the average woman. <laughs> I, had, yeah, I, I that, that's Rod and Bree at work. On on really average. Someone pulled Rod and Bree aside and went, "Hey, I'll go there." He was, yeah, he was a perv. On average. Well, on I was gonna say on average, women <laughs> have probably less than less than uh, two boobs, right? No. Yeah, because okay, so you add, like just add up the number of boobs on on the number of women. I mean, sorry, but you assume each has two, but not that's, that's not so. Some have zero, some have one. Yeah. So the average would be a number less than two. That's true, but none have no, three. Right, some none have three. None some have four. Do. I mean, they some have supernumerary nipples. Those don't count as boobs. A nipple's not a boob, James. That doesn't count as a boob. <laughs> they don't count. Did you think? Oh, okay. Have you right. lived your whole life thinking well, nipples were boobs? I don't know. Men have nipples too. <laughs> well, I don't know. There's probably some supernumerary uh, nipples that would come with some sort of like additional tissue. Is that I'm a boob? That, now. that would come me. with like a bit of like whatever that is in the boob that makes the the milk. What do you think the average number <laughs> yeah. of nipples is? 
higher than two. I actually have a, a memory. Some people would have one. Of um, talking to my brother about Hulk Hogan's um, muscles, and um, okay. Oh God! Oh God! No! Just discussing. Um, <laughs> well, <with> bros. they <laughs> looked. I mean, they he had such big muscles that they looked uh, pecs that they looked like boobs, and I remember Andrew saying something like, "You know, sometimes <laughs> they get so big that they actually can make milk." <laughs> but the truth is, actually, he wasn't wrong because I think that if you take steroids, sometimes you start lactating spontaneously. It's That's, true. Yeah, I guess so. so I wouldn't want to. Uh, Feed that to my baby. Yeah, I would. <laughs> oh no! Can you imagine how powerful would the that baby, baby would turn be? Turn out muscly too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, would that be a real powerful baby? <laughs> well, I guess. Um, uh, Bucky and Caitlin. That baby would be able to crush Gorkomedia with his, with his fist. Bucky and Caitlin, do you remember having any um, any s- stupid conversations um when you were children? Just stupid conversations in general. Like about maybe like um, misunderstanding I mean, human anatomy or something. We're having a stupid conversation right now. That goes without saying. I don't really remember having any particularly stupid standout conversations with Caitlin. Hmm. No. Uh, I think they're all just generally stupid. Just like <laughs> yeah. just a general yeah. benchmark of stupidity. Is it possible that because like you guys are pretty young, you probably grew up with like the internet. So like... You never. There was never a time in your life where you just had to yeah. wonder about stuff, like like we did. Oh well. Like it's hard for we you to imagine. Really get the internet until like. <laughs> okay. Wait, how old were you? We're not that. <laughs> well, when did you get the internet? How old? I'm um, 22. Yeah, but what? Uh, what oh, age did um, you get the internet? Would have been about eight or nine. Yeah, that's that's enough. I would have been about. Yeah, eight. You would have been about ten, maybe. I was. I was. Yeah. I was sixteen. But it was pretty. It was pretty basic internet. It was pretty much Neopets. Wow. Just, yeah. May as well have been a two thousand dollar Neopet machine. Yeah. Yeah. I had. Yeah. Ne- I, had um, <laughs> I, I played Neopets too. I think I still have my account somewhere. I was very proud of myself Trust because. Me. Yeah, it was way too Pets old for it. Pets have been starving all these years, Byron. They were always starving anyway. It was like it was so annoying. You'd log in, like your pet yeah. is dying. Well, then die. You know. <laughs> it's either it's either yeah, they they never actually die. It's the most horrible part. Yeah, let's see if my account is still. It was it's, way... it's really the pain of never... uh, being immortal. They James. will never get the food from your inventory for, for themselves. You always have to give it to them. Well, what a fucking yeah, they, pain they, in they the ass. Like also, they spontaneously turn blue. Really? So if you'd spent heaps of money painting them, then be really. Are we still talking about nipples? No, Neopets. No, I'm talking about Neo nipples. James. Sorry, I was still reading. Pretty much the same. Nipple pets. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to log into my old. Please, if your nipples turn blue, see your doctor. It's not. Oh yeah, no, I'm good. I'm in. (laughs) No wait, it says invalid password. You log into your old Neopet account. Yeah, it's. I I think they changed my password on me. That's possible. I did have over a million Neopoints. I remember Riley hacking was just rife. It's really easy to hack Neopets because I did it a couple years ago and got (laughs) bad. 
Okay, guys. Well, we, we discussed pretty much everything except Star Trek. Hey, if you'd like, I've got some more some more trivia from Yeah, this do it. Please. Please. Oh, good, okay, good, good. Yeah, okay. So, um, Brent Spiner, the actor who plays Data, uh, he had an outtake on this episode where he looks down at, um, I think he looks down at the orb that's controlling Captain Picard, and he says, For God's sakes, Mary, they built this thing in Bedford Falls. And I do not get that joke. I think it was a, um, it's, a it's a wonderful life reference. Bedford Falls is the uh, fictional town. Um, the, is it a wonderful oh, life reference? Yes. It, it is. It's a Jimmy Stewart imitation. Is that the joke? Mm-hmm. It's a Jimmy Stewart. Uh... Yeah. It's a, actually, okay. it says well, that here some... that he's reading it off of the dedication plaque to the Stargazer. Oh, okay. Apparently yeah, the Stargazer yeah, no, was built was. in Bedford Falls. Oh, this this episode was directed Falls, by okay. uh, Rob Bowman. Do you think it's uh, he's related to the um, the Homestuck music genius? To to Michael Bowman. Mike Bowman. Uh, no doubt. Yeah. Probably. Probably related. Maybe it's the same guy. Probably not. Um, um, I find it very amusing that uh, Mike, Michael Bowman's father's name is David Bowman, like the man from two thousand one. Why do you know... Um, oh, hey, yeah. He must, he must get very uh, sick of hearing those jokes. Why do you know that... Why do you know his father's name? Uh, I follow him on Facebook. That might be how I know. Oh, okay. So you've just been creeping on his, his personal life. Also, digging Absolutely. through his trash <laughs> might have done it. Uh, that was very weird. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I bet he's not listening, so should, I don't think we have to worry about that. that James. I don't think. Do you think? Do you guys think anybody's still listening? Oh, no, he has this? taste. Can if if if, if anybody no. is still listening, this never works. But if anybody is still listening at this point, please do something on Twitter. Like do like a tweet at us and say like I was still listening, guys, and then put in the hashtag. <laughs> um, what's the hashtag should be? What should it be? Lo- lobes, uh, big lobes. <laughs> Hashtag big lobes. Right. Okay, guys. So like this is uh, this has been I mean, a little bit um, uh, fractured, but I think we've we kind of nailed it, right? We got to the end of the episode, right? Absolutely. Um, no, what? we didn't. We didn't. No. Okay, what? We're, Gumba, take over. You're the host now. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Don't choke. Uh, it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> no, you, I, I make it look we, easy. Where were we, uh, again? But as soon as the pressure's on, you, you just collapse. I guess. <laughs> just I get, like James. Um, we didn't, we didn't see the resolution yet, did we? No. So. No. Picard jumps. Well, the resolution. Uh, well, first, first Picard yeah. gets uh, mind controlled, relives the battle from yeah. uh, uh, that thing. And uh, he tries to uh, perform the Picard maneuver. They they make some scanner stuff and oh, this is stop him with the tractor beam. Really bad. Then somehow, then somehow, yeah. Look, I, I tried to get this past. 
is not a good summary. Better than it gets yours. the job done. <laughs> you know what I found odd about the when he's reliving the the battle sequence mm-hmm. is there's voices coming at him, but none of the none of the ghosts talk to him. Yeah. Also, the ghosts so are voices, like voices, but no one moves them. Here's here's my question. So that he sees fire and he sees ghosts. Were they like sitting in fire in the past? Like presumably both were flashbacks. <laughs> But they like there was a woman like with a flame like right up against her face. It's like she wouldn't be able to sit there. Yeah. Like which is is one? Are they just di- different hallucinations that don't interact with each other? Fucking the idiots! Whole thing is you blew it again. Symbolic, I would say it's just. Well, they they made them tough back then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so the resolution of the episode was that the first officer the of the um, Ferengi vessel whose name was anybody yeah 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 it's a kazago kazago all right how could i forget so this there was this whole subplot (laughs) where like Riker kept trying to have like do these like first officer to first officer overtures with kazago and um ultimately yeah he got into his head and was like, you should overthrow your captain. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't he acting a little bit strangely, Kazago? Doesn't he look? And it worked. Doesn't he look tired? Okay, guys. So <laughs> the the end of the episode is that everything's fine, right? Oh, and then and then they're gonna sh- shuttle. What do you guys think they're going to do with the Stargazer after this? Do you think it'll, it'll be like a museum? I guess so, yeah. yeah. Maybe. That's what they do to the original Star Enterprise in the um, in Of Gods and Men, I think. Yeah. You, you guys know Of Gods and Men? No. Oh, uh, I don't. <laughs> I just, um, I just pretended the to. The first, uh, like, fan... <laughs> well, it's it's, it's a um, the first like Star Trek fan film to have uh, original cast members in it. So it's got like Nichelle Nichols and I think maybe. Uh, Is that canon though? No, it's not canon. The but, ship um, has a canon though. Uh, you yeah, could probably count. take it as canon. I think it's perfectly consistent. There, are, <laughs> there are cannons on the ship. <laughs> Is that funny? Good one. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. so it's. I think it's. I haven't seen it, but I think it's about uh, the original Enterprise being turned into a museum ship. But oh no, something goes wrong, and they have to go on one final mission. I thought that's what happened in um, Generations. No, that was they were passing the torch to the Enterprise C or B, the Enterprise B. The B, the B Enterprise. It's like yeah, with Captain but... Harriman, who was like the worst. Enterprise captain that we've ever seen. Oh, I think that's <laughs> like, a whole... oh, what's that? We've got some like basic problem. I'll have to hand over to William Shatner. <laughs> so I think that's going to be a whole other podcast, Jamesy. Just you and me, and everybody Alrighty. else here too is invited. I'm ready. Okay. Uh, any closing <laughs> thoughts on the episode, I'm, guys? I'm so, uh, I have to apologize for this podcast. I mean, I think that I hope you all had fun. I I didn't I didn't do a very good job as a host. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I well, apologize. There, there wasn't much to work too. with in this one. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, just, it's fairly unstructured. No, the episode didn't have much. We had a little bit of technological problems because Skype is not very good. Um, but uh, I, I don't know if I can really blame that. I'll take the blame myself, you know. Like, the captain had to go down on the ship, sort of like um, 
sort of like Picard went down with the ship in this episode, sort of, but not really. Do you guys think that the Ferengi <laughs> uh, forehead looks like um, a butt? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> Do you think that the Ferengi poop out of their foreheads? Is, is yes. this no. is this racist? I guess it technically is. No. Yes. Yes. It is. It is. They're just because they're a fictional race doesn't make it not racist. Sit your ass in the corner. (laughs) Yeah. That is pure racism, my friend. The crew are very racist against the Ferengi. Yeah, particularly Riker. Yeah. Yeah, I remember it wasn't this episode, but there was one episode where they meet a Ferengi and he says, You can't trust those Ferengi. Mm hmm. Like you, yes, you just you replace that with any group. Like that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you you can't trust those 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 people from this country on Earth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be yeah. really dodgy. It's, yeah, and is I think this... the writing the writing sort of is a bit racist yeah. as well. If you're going to be counting these guys as a race, is this how you guys talk about sort of a minstrel um, show. New Zealanders? Just like they poop oh, out of their heads. Yeah, like New, New Zealanders are, are like scum to us. <laughs> like they don't even rank us human. Are you even allowed <laughs> to like just go to New Zealand, or do you need to get like very special permission? Um, I don't think, you think uh, we well, need a visa. Yeah, you need a passport. No, I don't even think you do. So it's sort of like Canada to, to Mexico. I mean, <laughs> to to, uh, to the United States. Do you? Are you guys allowed? <laughs> Are you guys allowed to bring seeds into New Zealand? No. Probably not. No. Because <laughs> I know, I'm, I know I'm not allowed to bring seeds into either country. But I feel like you guys are pretty close together. We're very precious about our natural beauty. Are you, would you be allowed to remove... barrier, though. Would you be allowed to remove a kiwi from a, a New Zealand? Did you know that Kiwi are technically have the shortest bills of all birds? Yes, yeah, so I did know that. Their bodies. That's yeah. interesting. Huh. Do you no, know the other interesting fact about Kiwis? No. I do. Oh, the birds. I fucking yeah, yeah, the, the fruit. Birds. Yeah, not the fruit <laughs> or the people. <laughs> no, um, they have that the largest egg comparison to their body. I'm sorry. What, wow, what, really? No, what was that? Is that, is that accurate? I they have the largest egg in comparison to their body. They've got these massive eggs that, oh, yeah, yeah, I did that hear go that. into these tiny little fluff birds. Yeah. Yeah. And the fact about the uh, the, do you, do you the think bill. Just imagining like an egg, egg that's the size of a kiwi just coming out of a kiwi. Oh, poor little thing. You yeah. need to give it a bit of a tickle and <laughs> make him feel better. Uh, feel better. Yeah. <laughs> kiwi is a strange fruit too do those grow in um new zealand i don't gumba you uh, can answer well, this right maybe actually yeah okay let's let's get off this and also off of the podcast Aren't this closing co- comments <laughs> this is closing comments yeah okay guys well thanks for for joining I, um i appreciate the patience i do have a closing comment okay please please go you, you have the floor oh. yes um, I just I clicked on one of the rando uh, Starfleet officers uh, from the cast, um, Officer Youngblood. Um, turns out he's in a couple of early episodes. He's really hot. Yeah? Officer some... Youngblood. Can you send me yeah. a pic? Nice. <laughs> well, yes. 
Mm. One moment. Thank you, whoever sent this picture of Poppy. the third breast. That's really is that James. You sent that. <laughs> it's a horror show. Who else? It's a horror show. <laughs> I still think, um, the by the way, out. on average, the number would be lower than than two, even with accessory breasts. That looks. Oh, like you're a, probably right. There's like probably more rare... people with mastectomies. Than... Yeah, which is a good topic to end on mastectomies. Yeah, I guess he's pretty hot. I don't mm. know. Looks like a, kind of like... Um... I don't see. I think he, he's just a bit of a regular boy. I feel like... You know what, James? He actually... <laughs> I, I guess feel... he's not in a, in a hey. kind of way. I feel like, James, I f he kind of looks like you. So it's a little bit narcissistic. Well, I'm quite <laughs> narcissistic. If, but I mean... He's got that, that butt hair from the 80s where it's parted all in the middle and it's like a bit of a, <laughs> a butt front. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Going back to the hockey back to the Ferengi. Maybe he's trying to look like a Ferengi. <laughs> Alright, well, maybe just an undercover agent. I'll put him in the um art for the, the cover for the show. Nobody will understand why because nobody will listen this yeah, far. Good. So it'll just be like a random guy. Uh and nobody will even think about it either <laughs> because nobody really cares. But um you know. <laughs> Alright guys, well um young blood. Um uh Caitlin um, and slash or Bucky, do you have any closing thoughts? I had a whole spiel about Deanna Troy's um, role in this episode, but you know what? It, it, it's not the moment. Okay. Okay. Well, no. Maybe we <laughs> no, can we save don't. it. We don't want to hear that. Maybe we can save it. Yeah, I think save it because it, 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 <laughs> it can be made about her role in a lot of episodes. Do you know she's actually a uh, choreographer? It's about her supernumerary breasts. She doesn't have more. Than no, that. that's no. Impressed. Troy is not a choreographer. The doctor is a choreographer. Gates McFadden is a choreographer. I thought we were. Oh yeah, we were talking about Troy, not Crusher. Sorry, guys, blew it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, <laughs> Bucky. Um, I saw a guy today wearing a shirt that said "Dicks out for Harambe." Oh my god, that's, that's so, a little dated already, so passe. isn't it? Yeah, it's a little yeah. What? What up? Just like by the time your shirt ships, yeah, it's, it's already like oh, yeah. Everyone... yeah why doesn't you just wear a, wear a, a, a debt <laughs> you know, boy was... shirt, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was in be... McDonald's today and there was a furry in there with me. Ugh. I mean, that's oh, fine. Wow. Sorry, yeah, I didn't right. mean to make that sound. Yeah, I, I, all there are. How did you know? All walks of life are okay with me. Gumba, do you have any closing thoughts? Yeah, I think I'm gonna get some gummy bears after this. Ooh. Oh, good idea. Is that the origin <laughs> of your name, some. secretly, that you love gummy bears and you gumby master? <laughs> no. Okay. I tried. Isn't it kind of cannibalism to be gummy bears? Yeah, it is. Are you saying that bears are humans? Some bears. No, I'm saying that gumba is a gummy bear. Some, there's some humans well, that are uh, that a shocking accusation. Refer the, to themselves as bears, James. Ooh. I'm familiar with those guys. <laughs> those guys. Ooh. Oh boy, am I familiar. Okay. So, um, thanks guys for joining. It's been fun. Um, little, little, little bit of a, a strange episode, but I think that those are, sometimes those are the best, you know, in the end. <laughs> those hmm. wasted summer nights, you know. Driving around town. 
looking at the moon, thinking about the future. I know exactly what this <laughs> reference is, and so I'm going to laugh knowing that. It's not even a reference. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making this up as I go along. Um, so the next episode of Star Trek is what? Death Crow. No. Nope. What the fuck? Oh, these are just related articles. Sorry. Um, James, do you know? Hide and Q. It's a Q episode. Oh, good. It's a Q episode. Which Q nice. episode? It's Hide and Q. Hide and Q. Oh, and it's the one where Wesley gets impaled. <laughs> <laughs> Hooray. Next time on Shark Trudge. The Wesley's impaled, and it will be very structured and... Um, intelligible okay well thanks thanks everybody for tuning in and thanks uh to my beloved panel for joining i appreciate um you taking the time out of your your busy schedules to uh talk with me about very nerdy subjects good bye everybody hey bye guys peace